so great. I was just actually thinking, those two songs are so good, that centrality of Jesus thing, isn't it? That's because, uh, you know, um, you're going to tell us a little bit more about what you're doing and, and, uh, and have been doing. Maybe firstly, because there's probably a few people here who are seeing and meeting you for the first time. Cornerstone's been sort of walking and supporting with you for a number of years now. How many years would it be before I was senior pastor? Would it be eight? Say eight, yes, say eight. They don't know, no one knows. I know, so I was connected with Cornerstone for a number of years um, before you guys actually started like financially partnering. So there's sort of been this. Yeah, we were slow to adopt. We get it. Yeah, we got there. (laughs) We got there. (laughs) Because so you guys were involved in some other things in Cambodia and I was kind of like your consultant. Right. Yes. Excellent. Um, And. One of the things that I, I really appreciate, you were with us early in the year and, and got to spend a lot more time um, uh, listening to you one-on-one talk about what your ministry and what you're doing in Cambodia, but then also when you shared, I so appreciated. There's an approach there where you're really, if I'm right, and, and expand on this, use this to expand or correct me if I'm wrong, but really at your heart is bringing people to Jesus, bringing Cambodians to Jesus in a way that doesn't say you need to come to Western culture as well. You can be fully Cambodian and fully a devoted follower of Jesus because it's one of the things we've done, you know, as the church from the West at times is kind of say, hey, here's Jesus packaged in a Western way. And so, and I don't think we do it on purpose a lot of time. I think we do it in our culture as well. We say, here's Jesus, it'll look like this for you. That's the way it looks like. And you are, I think, I'm going to use the word radical, and maybe that's it, quite radically kind of say, no, no, you can stay fully Cambodian and fully a follower of Christ. It's a kingdom culture. Is that a fair yes, comment? that's fair. And it's all been, like I didn't go there, which by the way, so I've been there for 21 years. Yeah, wow. That's it. You can clap <laughs> now because that's impressive. <laughs> that's great. I didn't go there with like, oh, I'm going to do something radically different. I went there with God, like, challenging me to have the courage to believe that he's going to transform the nation of Cambodia in such a way that the whole psyche of the nation is changed wow. and, and healed and transformed after all that Khmer Rouge stuff that they've been through. So that's kind of like the goal. Like, how it was a modest world? ambition, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, for a long time, we're like, oh, what am I supposed to do? But, it, you know, it's just a journey of, like, Getting well, learning the language that was my thing, and then like being with people, seeing how they live, how they do things, and trying to share the gospel with them, and then just coming against all of these barriers all the time, and and kind of like finding that I was everything always kind of boiled down to talking about religion. Oh, Christians, you know, Christian religion, you do this, and and Cambodian culture, you do this, and it's like. I couldn't find anywhere in the Bible that it says how to do a Christian funeral. Mm. You know, how to do a Christian this, a Christian that, you know, how a Christian way of honoring your parents. The Bible says to honor your parents, it doesn't say how. And and but that's the things that it was always mm. hitting up against. And it's like, well, there's something wrong here. Like they're not actually getting Jesus. All they're seeing is this packaging. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's not deliberate. It's it's because the packaging seems natural to us. Yeah. So we go, well, this is the way that we've experienced Jesus. So take him over here. Well, this is the way we do yeah. Jesus. And uh, but yeah, praise God, he is not, uh, yeah, like tied into that packaging. Yeah. Well, I, I just um, feel like the what that message and what God's got 
you on there and doing. And the I think we've got a video we can see in a moment where you can introduce. But there's something there for us to listen. So don't do the thing where we go, oh, we're going to listen to the missionary talk about some nice things happening overseas. There's something in here for us for learning our culture. And I think last time you really, it was great. And so go to town on us again. I will. This is your church. Go for it. <laughs> um, but I'll let you introduce the video and then and go from there. But welcome, Sarah. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I've got a little video clip for you. Uh, so as I said, so God challenged me with this ridiculous goal. And um, I realised that the way that goal is actually going to be achieved is people meeting Jesus in a way that he comes into their world and transforms their world and in a way that every single ordinary Cambodian is empowered to multiply, to be, to be disciples that make disciples that make disciples. And so the focus isn't on church services. The focus isn't on programs. The focus is on real relationships and empowering people to, take Jesus, to meet Jesus to then take him through their relational networks. And so church works in a very different way. Um, but anyway, so the video clip, so I just grabbed a few of the disciples and just ask them a question. What is Jesus, or who is Jesus in your experience? Have a look. And you guys really, like, just touches right, the right place at the right time and, and just seeing people flourish um, as a result of that is just wonderful. And so they're just four of them who happened to be free on the day I could get this video guy to come and... But so God is doing some great things and it's still in small stages. I'm praying that in this next term, when I go back for another three years, it'll be um, a season of then breakthrough of seeing these people um, and then like who the, who the people are going to be that God raises up in, in more of a leadership role to then take it into further areas. But, yeah, it's just wonderful to see God at work and just penetrating people's relational networks just person by person as, as they share. Um, so, yeah, all of those people there represent changed lives and it is inspiring to me to see what God is doing. But, you know, all of those people that you just saw there talking about their connection with Jesus, none of them would qualify as Christians by the usual definition because uh, they don't go to church and they don't read the Bible, although they do tell Bible stories, and uh, they do participate in Cambodian cultural festivals and rituals. And they don't identify with the label Christian. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about two of the people, at the, 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 the last two. Um, the middle-aged woman, her name's Got. And that she's, well, actually, both of them are pretty skinny, but the older of the skinny. <laughs> uh, she's really skinny because she actually had TB three times in her life so far. Like once when she was 19 and then when she was in her 40s and then only five years ago. Um, she's illiterate. And not only illiterate, she really has some learning difficulties. But... Uh, to the extent that like so even in learning stories like Cambodians they love stories and so that's why we use storytelling from the Bible um, in order to communicate the word of God so she loves it too but 
you have to tell her the story approximately 10 to 20 times before she really gets it. <laughs> but when she gets something, she really, really gets it. And so uh, she's actually been following the Lord for, what, five years, something like that. But she hasn't actually led anybody else to the Lord, except she kind of has been influential in a number of people's lives um, in her own family network. But then um, even in a really wide network, you would think, okay, well, she's just, all she does is some mending, sewing at home, and she doesn't go anywhere. She just kind of, she doesn't have an influence, and yet she does. Just as a result, in the past, say, four years, of her following Jesus in a way that she's remained Cambodian and participating in Cambodian things, the attitude of that whole area towards Jesus has changed. Previously, there'd been various attempts at church plants in that district, in that, well, yeah, area of several villages. And in the end, they all died. And the people who, who wanted to stay faithful to Jesus got chased out of villages and the, the monks used to rail against how bad Christians were and Christianity and how it's a terrible thing. And now they, they, they actually have preached that Jesus is good. Wow, what a change from this, from this woman who seems to be incapable of even really leading somebody to the Lord and, and multiplying herself as a disciple. So it's like, wow, that's amazing. Um, the, the younger woman at the end, her name's Tritoit, uh, her background is that, so she's an orphan. Her parents were killed in a car accident when she was very young. And she was raised by her grandmother on a little shack on government land with no bathroom, no toilet, like really, really poor. When she was about 14 or 15, she started working in a factory, a garment, garment factory. And she's struggled with health problems. And almost two years ago, her sister, which was the first girl on the, on the video, told her that, you know, she should depend on Jesus because Jesus can really help her with all of her troubles. And so thought started to do that. She went, okay, I'll give it a go. And she prayed and she asked Jesus to, to take her worries and her heavy burdens. And she immediately began to feel just a lightness in her heart and so she's like okay well tell me more about this and so she's been she's been following Jesus just so so wholeheartedly and um, it's just been so wonderful to see and every time I do see her and ask her how she's going you know it's just been a constant barrage though of, of problems like her problems haven't gone away but her uh, her attitude and just the way that she lives through those with the peace of God in her is just amazing. Um, and then just earlier in the year, she she was having a really big struggle actually to do with her brother-in-law. So mom, mom's husband is a drug addict and there was a big problem with all of that. And it, it raised up some things in Stratoit's heart. That, so I encouraged her to just really talk to Jesus about the emotions, all the things that were going on in her heart. And as a result of that, she just had an even deeper revelation of, of Jesus and, and who he is to her. So in that, you know, towards the end there, she said something about that um, Jesus to her is her father and her husband and her family. Like, she's really experiencing that. It's just amazing to see how, how, how deep a connection she, she has with God. But, you know, like... 
Scott, she doesn't read the Bible, but she does tell Bible stories. And when I was, um, saw her what, maybe a couple of months ago, three months ago, um, she was practicing one of the Bible stories. And so it was just the two of us. It's kind of like this little shack. Um, like her house shack is over there. And then this just sort of a lean-to under a tree. And so we were just sitting there. And so she's telling the story. It was a creation story. And a neighbour guy walked past and he decided to sit down in the hammock there and, and listen. And so Sarito started from the beginning again, telling the story. And after she was into it a little bit, he says, so is this a Jesus story? She says, yeah. And he starts going on about, oh, these Christians, you know, like, they don't, they, they don't allow Cambodians to be Cambodians. They don't allow us to do this and that. And that. They're just terrible. It's got, you know... Not appropriate for us at all. And it took a while for Sarithoit to kind of like get through his... Ah. <laughs> but eventually he listened and, and she said to him, but, okay, but Jesus and Christianity are not the same thing. And it's like, what? It's like, you know, Jesus, Jesus you, you don't have to become a, a Christian, which to them just means, you know, what they see as a Christian, which is the cultural things that have come from how we do church over here. You don't have to be a Christian. Jesus is actually for all of us. He's, he's for Cambodians. And she said to him, I'm not a Christian. I'm Cambodian. I'm Buddhist. But I only depend on Jesus. I was like, hmm, okay. Because <laughs> so in their, in their mindset, to be a Cambodian is to be Buddhist. Simple. So, but it doesn't mean you know, what our Western minds generally think of, like this, you know, when we translate things back into another culture, it can sound, kind of sound differently. But that's their identity. Their, their label for themselves is Cambodian, it's Buddhist, and yet Jesus is coming into that midst and changing everything radically from the inside out so that they are experiencing Jesus and their whole allegiance is changed. They're no longer asking for blessing from the spirits. They're no longer doing things in order to build merit. They're receiving all that they need from Jesus. So, but that kind of highlights something that I want to talk about here. And I think it really relates to the Australian situation as well. Because, yeah, in Australian society, a lot has changed, you know, in the last 20 years since I went to be a Cambodian, went to Cambodia. So much has changed. And the attitude of Australians towards Christians and Christianity has changed a lot too. And I think we need to start thinking about things perhaps a little differently than we have here in Australia. Because the fact is that Jesus is not perturbed by people's attitudes here in Australia. Jesus is not going, oh no, now we've lost them all. We can't possibly get them. Like, no, Jesus is well able to reach every single person here in Australia. But maybe we need to think about things a little bit differently in order to participate with God in that. So what I see is that we create a lot of confusion in our own minds and in the world around us with the word Christian because it has multiple meanings. Now, people who are real followers of Jesus tend to use the word Christian to mean real followers of Jesus, right? But we have to acknowledge that Christian 
is actually the name of a religion. Right? And in fact, almost a third of the world identify as Christian. So does that mean that a third of the world, of all the billions of people in this world at this moment, are actually completely depending on Jesus, following Jesus, being disciples of Jesus? No. And yet they're Christian. So can you see the difference in meaning here? We've got some problems. And so we go out into the world and we tell people, oh, you know, you really need to become a Christian. And it's like, why? Like, like to most people, Christian means, you know, all of this packaging that we're talking about, that, that's the religion, it's the way we do things. And, okay, so yes, we, we are a Christian church here, as in this is Christian religion, because we have a methodology, a way of how we... we worship and how we do all of the things that fits with our with our culture without our understanding our experience but that's not the main thing that we want I mean yeah sometimes you know you want people to come to church and they'll experience something but some people keep coming along to church and they never actually have that life transforming meeting with Jesus okay so if Christianity and Jesus were the same, like as soon as they came to church, they'd be instantly transformed. But they, it's not. You know, the whole meeting with Jesus, something it's, it's something far deeper than just coming along to something, just adopting the ways of, you know, well, now we, we sing these kind of songs and we raise our hands or, you know, whatever it is that we do. It's so much deeper than that. And so what I would like to challenge you to really think about is... Finding ways to be more precise in our language so that we're not muddying the waters and saying, okay, you know, it's Christianity because, okay, does Christianity save somebody? No. Okay, so many people uh, identify as Christians and they go to church and they do all the Christian things and yet you, you talk to them for a while and you kind of start to get the picture that actually in their heart, they haven't really um, met Jesus. They haven't really taken in that amazing transforming power that's available to them. So, okay, we need to contrast Christian and then the kingdom of God. And one way to see that is that to realise that Jesus did not actually start a religion. Okay, we're not going to go through a whole lot of stories of Jesus when he was on earth. I think most of you know quite a few of them. But when you think through what Jesus did and said when he was on earth and the many, many parables that he talked, shared about the, uh, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God... I don't think you can interpret any of that as Jesus starting a religion. He really, he really didn't. Jesus participated in the religion of his country there, in Jewish religion, and his disciples were all Jews. So if Jesus had started a religion, surely his, his first disciples would have been the first ones to, to be that religion. But even after Jesus died and then rose again and went back to heaven, his disciples continued to participate in their Jewish religion. 
Now, mind you, they completely reinterpreted everything in their religion. But they, they didn't feel like, oh, well, now we're, we're a different religion. We have to do things differently. So, yeah. Jesus' message summarised can be, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. That's Jesus. He, in coming near, he's brought the kingdom of heaven. God's rule and that amazing transforming power, he's brought it near. That's Jesus' message. Not come and join this religion. So, okay, let's look at one of the parables that Jesus taught about the kingdom of heaven. It's in Matthew 13 and verse 33. It's only one verse. Matthew 13 and verse 33. In the New Living Translation, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. So the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into three measures of flour. And even though it was only a little bit of yeast, it permeated the whole of the dough. So what is there about yeast that makes it applicable to compare with the kingdom of God? Well, yeast is alive, right? Uh, it's actually like a little fungus. Think of it like teensy, winty, winty mushrooms. <laughs> but it's not like a mushroom in that it doesn't actually have an outward structure of itself. It's really, it's minuscule. And it doesn't have an outward structure until you actually put it into something. And then it permeates through, like the dough, and then you can't actually you can't actually see like you can't kind of go okay well that's that's the yeast and that's the dough once you've put them together they're completely entwined and you can't separate them again well maybe you could with great difficulty um, another thing about the yeast is that yeah so as far as out taking on the outward structure when it goes into something. It changes it completely and yet it leaves it the same. And that's what the kingdom of God does, like in Cambodia. Like these people who are now depending on Jesus, in, they change completely and yet they're the same. It's kind of like, so you put yeast into white flour dough and without the yeast, you try baking the bread, it really doesn't work so well. Uh, you put the yeast in, it makes all the difference. You know, a huge difference. But it's still white flour bread. You put the yeast in multigrain and it doesn't turn into white flour bread. It turn, turn, it's still multigrain. So that's another way we can see it, that the kingdom of God, it enters and it changes the, the, the nature of things and yet, and yet it doesn't you can still recognise it for what it originally was. Okay, so what is our goal? All of us who are following Jesus, we know that Jesus has commanded us to go and make disciples of all nations, but we start right where we are, with the people we're connected with, and then we go on beyond that. So what is our goal in this make disciples? 
we need to be clear about that. If we equate Jesus and Christianity, then our goal is to get people kind of like over a particular hurdle to then identify as Christian. And that means kind of like adopting a package of, of how we see it to be Christian. And if, if that's our goal for them, also it reflects on our goal for ourselves because then our goal is to be the best kind of Christian that we can be according to you know, our understanding of, of all that's involved in there. And I can say that it's not a very good thing to have as a goal. For the first number of years that I was in Cambodia and hadn't kind of really got this revelation yet, so as I was saying, having lots of conversations with people about Jesus and it kind of always just disintegrates into this conversation about cultural things, um, I was kind of like really, really focused on, okay, I want to get them over the line. I want to get them to become believers. You know, I want to get them to, to become Christians. And that kind of, it was really subtle and I wasn't actually aware of it for quite a while. But it was kind of like subtly in my heart, I was kind of then, because I was kind of focused on, okay, well, these are the things that I want them to, to get over on the other side, starting to pat myself on the back about how good I was that I was on the other side. And not even just on the other side of like over these barriers, but it was like, you know, if, you, if the goal is to be the most committed Christian, then... This is sounding really ridiculous, but I reckon I was kind of really up there. <laughs> I mean, I left a good career as a lecturer in computer science to serve Jesus. And I left my parents and my siblings and my friends and all of my social structures in order to follow the call of God. And I stayed single in order to follow the call of God. And, you know, I went to this developing country, which was, you know, very undeveloped at the time. And, you know, and I, and I believe all the right things and I do all the right things and, you know, go to church and read the Bible and pray and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like all these big ticks. But, oh, that's a horrible place to be to start kind of like going, okay, well, these are the, these are the barriers, these are the requirements and I know yes I'm on the on the right side of all of those requirements and in fact I'm kind of doing really good wow <laughs> that's not what it's about at all and and you actually end up yeah just missing Jesus altogether when you're just so focused on on the requirements so but the thing is with it's an, it's an it's a normal human thing that we want we want to have like a nice box that we say, okay, this is in and this is out. You know, that just helps us so much to just kind of like quickly make evaluations about things. But God is not wanting us to do that. And it can be quite scary to kind of be like, oh, okay, well, my focus is only on Jesus and I'm not too sure where the boundaries are. Whoa. <laughs> that can be. Oh. But it is also a place of amazing joy and amazing freedom when really we, we go, okay, yes, in here it's a Christian environment, but let's not focus on that. Let's actually make it all about Jesus in our own lives 
and in the way that we speak to other people. Now, I want to do something in a few, take a few minutes. And I need your participation. <laughs> this is something that might help us understand what this is really all about. Now, what I'm going to do is pretend that this stage area here is kind of like the boundary of Christian. Okay? So, if our goal is to make people Christians, what we want is we want people to be up on this stage. Uh, and we assume that... I wonder if this... Can this light travel forward a little bit? We can assume that, so that light can represent Jesus. So there's Jesus, and he's within our box. Okay. Now, can I please have, hmm, how many, five volunteers to come and stand up here? One, two, three, two more, four, one more. <laughs> Come on, you guys, somebody. Okay, another one? No worries. Right. Okay, so one way of looking at things is that, okay, terrific. All of these people are now within the Christian box. But if we make it all about Jesus, then it actually doesn't really matter so much. You know, like, are they here? Are they here? Where, where are they exactly? The question is, where are they in relation to Jesus? Now, you can have... Let me have... Sorry, what's your name? Ben. Why don't you come over here? Okay, Ben's really close to Jesus. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> okay, Joy. Uh, why don't you stand over here and, and look at the light that way? Okay. And then, Andrew, why don't you stand over there? but also look at the light. And then, why don't you come over here? Also, you can stand really close to Jesus, but you can turn your back to the light. Yes. And then, Josh, you can stand there. Okay. So another way of looking at things is, okay, how are they relating to Jesus at the moment? So... You know, so one way of looking at it is, okay, are they just within here? And if we make the goal that, okay, we want people to be within this, then we're always checking the boundary. And look, when, when I'm checking the boundary, what position am I to Jesus? My back is to him. Because I'm like, okay, so is this person on this side or this side? You know, if I go here, am I too close to you? What about, you know? Whereas, actually... Our salvation is not in being in this box. It's in the person of Jesus and being absolutely connected with him. That is our only hope. So then look at these people. We've got up here on the stage. So we've got someone who's very close and, yeah, you know, kind of not too bad. 
not full on, but hey, that's, that's a pretty, that's, you know, that's kind of like walking along, hanging out. And then you've got Wayne here, thanks, who is even closer, but at this point in time, he's kind of looking at, okay, let's just do our own thing in this particular thing. And then you have someone a little bit further away, but just full on, straight there. And then these two, in different ways of relating as well. And what I've discovered is that this is actually pretty arbitrary. So why don't I get Paul to stand up over there, just where you are. So if Paul is looking straight to here, I think in some ways he might actually be in a better position than Wayne, who's actually got his <laughs> back here. Thank you. You can sit down. So what does that mean? If it's about religion, then we're focused on the boundaries. If it's about Jesus, then we focus on the heart. And that actually makes it so much easier when we're sharing the gospel with people. I know that I used to feel, even you know, here in Australia, that, okay, I want people to meet Jesus, but there's kind of like this heavy burden of this big package that I need them to adopt in order for them to come to Jesus. And it's, it's hard. And people feel intimidated by that. And you kind of feel like, well, they're... they're just not on that wavelength at all. How am I going to get them to actually want to come to church? Much less like feel that this is how they can really come alive. But if we set ourselves free from that thinking and go, hang on a minute, it is just about Jesus. And he is that yeast that can come into their life and, and transform everything from the inside out. Then the burden is so light because all we have to do is hey, Jesus is alive in me, and yes, I, I experience him in this particular environment, but he's not bound to that. I'm experiencing Jesus. You are somewhere on your journey. Like, you might be out here and just kind of like taking a look. And, go, oh. and you come along as a friend, go, help him to take notice of that. Hey, did you notice that? And share something about Jesus in your life that helps him to take a step closer. Or someone that, you know, is, is really close to Jesus and yet turning their back away, you know, can just say something that will help them to just focus on their heart. Well, okay, well, where's the heart in this? Where are you going with this? And suddenly it just becomes something releasing and it's just natural relationships and we are just being real with who we are and where we are in our relationship with God and we're sharing that with other people. And it works in Cambodia, and I reckon it works here in Australia too. So let's look at what people are doing. What, no, let's look at what God is already doing in people's lives and not just have this, this thing of, okay, we have to get them here. We have to get them over here. No, let's just get them walking towards Jesus so that they experience Jesus and then he does that amazing work of transformation. So Jesus came to bring his kingdom into the hearts of all kinds of people in this world. He did not bring a religion. And we can be set free from that burden. 
So let's make it what it's really meant to be all about. Okay, in our own lives, don't fall into my trap of going, oh yes, I do all the right things, aren't I good? No, let's just really do just an everyday moment by moment walking with Jesus and keeping track of our heart and where, where, we're, at, where, where we're going. Are we facing to Jesus or are we turning away? You know, we can be really, really close and yet we can go, oh. so just keep track of our hearts and then in the way that we talk to the people around us, let's just not talk about church. Let's talk about Jesus in our lives and in their lives. Thank you. This was produced by Cornerstone Christian Resources. It is deemed copyright and may be used for permission. For further information about Cornerstone Christian Resources, please visit the Cornerstone website at www.homecommunityworld.com.au Cornerstone meets at 81 Meter Parade.